0: Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Happy Holidays from the Comic Sauce Podcast. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how are you?
1: Hey, hey, doing
0: well. Excellent. I'm also joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how goes?
2: I'm all good, Henry. Happy holidays.
0: Excellent, excellent. Today is December 21st, 2023. So yeah, we're definitely in the holiday season. And we're almost at the end of the year, which is pretty crazy. Can't believe it. Um, And today, like we love to do we're going to recap the year 2023 year in review we're going to talk about our favorite and least favorite TV shows movies and comic books so let's dive right in it was quite a year for content a lot of pop culture was consumed this year so yeah let's get right to it uh let's <laughs> start with TV uh, a lot of TV dropped in 2023. Um, so, let's talk some highlights. What were some TV highlights? Um, Perferio, anything come to mind right off the bat?
2: Oh, yeah. Like, I think the only reason I, I almost forgot about this one is because it was, like, at the right beginning of the year. Um, the Last of Us on Max. Yes. Um, yeah. Basically- Based off the video game, it starts um, Pedro Pascal and um, the actress from Game of Thrones, whose name I'm totally blanking on. But that, that TV show was just, it was really good. Like, like any category that is, like, you could nominate in Emmy for, like, it deserves to be nominated for, like, storyline, acting, music, video editing, cinematography, like, costuming. It was, like, A's, 10's, across the board, like, even the episodes I feel like all of us thought would just be kind of, like, fillers were essential parts of the storyline that they wanted to tell, and, it was a perfect balance of like being a good zombie TV show, but having plenty of like human drama in it. Um, it was just a really good TV show.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad you brought this up because, um, it did drop very early in the year. So, uh, at the end of the year, um, it's been quite a while since it came out. So, um, Some may have, I don't know, forgotten about it, but it was so good, man. Like, such a great show. Um, Like you're saying, Pedro Pascal was awesome. Uh, Bella Ramsey is the other lead in the show. Mm, And she is amazing on the show also. Um, But yeah, definitely uh, one of my favorite shows of the year also.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely one of my favorite as well. Like, all around, just like one of the best I've seen this year. And I think like, especially for a video game adaption, like Mm -hmm. it's, I don't think we've seen a video game adaption with this high caliber of just like all around production acting. Mm -hmm. And like, it it completely like gripped the nation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everybody was talking about this at the beginning of the year. Like this was the show to watch whether or not you played the game which I actually didn't. Uh, and like, I think especially the episode with Nick Offerman.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. They yeah, cried, was, <laughs>
1: which was, you know, it, like you said, it was kind of like a filler episode. It didn't, it, um, our two main leads were barely were in the episode, but because it was just like a well told, like well thought out story. Like, that just you know it made you cry it it was such like a it was a heartwarming ending but also like very very sad yeah for these two characters you know Mm -hmm. you're kind of glad they got they kind of got the happiest ending that you kind of saw in such a bleak world yeah
0: so oh man yeah so much to say about this show we did a full episode recap (laughs) so uh, maybe we'll We'll, uh, recommend that, that. <laughs> And it's going to be tough. I know like there was so much stuff we can go on and on about mm-hmm. stuff. So let's, let's keep it moving. Um, any mm-hmm. other shows of 2023 you want to call out uh, Christian? Yeah. Let's see.
1: Um, I think another one we were talking about, you and I were talking about this a little bit before we started recording Henry, but uh, Scott Pilgrim takes off something I think much more recent. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, a really good adaption of the, kind of quote unquote adaption because mm-hmm. it kind of completely threw everyone off guard of what it was going to end up being. But the Scott Pilgrim anime, but really, really well done. I think the animation was spectacular. It was cool the way they, they took the characters in some new places, especially the X's. And I think they did a really great job, especially it's crazy how, how they brought the entire voice cast back from scott pilgrim versus the world movie into this and it's great it's great to see them like kind of reprise their characters you know and, and see them like really have really have fun with it yeah i think chris evans especially you could tell he was just having a blast totally yeah
0: yeah it's funny like the question might come up what is this show adapting exactly is it adapting the original comic books? Is it adapting the movie? Is it adapting the Scott Pilgrim video game? It kind of is adapting all of those things and, and none at the same time because it's a completely new story. It's kind of a continuation of all those things, right? It's kind of hard to explain. Um, but if you enjoyed any of that, the movie, the comics, the video game, you will get something out of this show. The the show has so many nods. I, I jotted down some of the nods uh, f- from this show. It, there are really too many to list, but there are definitely nods to the movie, nods to the comics, nods to the video game. There are nods to um, the movie Boogie Nights. There are nods to the movie Hot Fuzz. Mortal Kombat, Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, they're just like, this show is everything. And I could not believe how good this show was. I just finished it today and I'm still like processing it. And I'm in like disbelief how much I enjoyed it. Um, but huge, huge recommendation for this show. Uh, it's funny, we we kick things off with Last of Us and Scott Pilgrim takes off because like for my end of year list, I literally wrote The Last of Us as my favorite TV show of 2023 until I watched Scott Pilgrim takes <laughs> off. And I was like, wait a minute. Like the show that came out in like, literally it it, it first aired in January this year, The Last of Us. Um, and then, you know, uh, 11 months later, uh, there was like some other good shows, some, not so great shows. We'll get into, um, but all this time later, I I didn't see any. I did not see anything as good as Last of, of Us. I think, but then I saw Scott Pilgrim. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> um, and I don't know if we're gonna do like, uh, number one show, number one movie. Um, but if I were to do it, yeah, I, I would give Scott Pilgrim Takes Off as, uh, I would give it the the number one. Ranking for my show of the year. Uh, what else? What what else was good? Uh, oh, I I guess I should give a disclaimer. Um, and we usually do this with the year in view episodes, uh, but usually we 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 try to keep it like fandom oriented. But that's not to say we have to keep it in the fandom category. If there was a show or movie. That is not really a fandom type show or movie. Um, we can call it out if we really loved it or if we really hated it. <laughs> no, um, feel mm-hmm. free to throw stuff out like that. And in that vein, I'm going to call out the show Succession, which completed its run this year. The final season dropped in 2023. And what a great show. What a great season. Um not a fandom show, but um I wanted to call it out because it's that good. <laughs> great, great show, uh great finish to the show. And uh yeah, I-, I got completely obsessed with this show this year for sure. Yeah. Y- you guys and- saw it? Any any thoughts? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, and yeah, like before we get too much into it, like uh spoiler alert, we are gonna spill some, you know, probably some spoilers for some of this content
0: yeah that's a good Um, point too spoiler alert for spoiler alert 2023 (laughs) stuff (laughs) but um
2: no like similar to you henry i think you actually recommended it to us you started like the succession train for both of us me and christian Mm -hmm. and i remember yeah like the the final season had already started And you were just like, oh, you should watch it, and I did watch it. Like I was like determined to watch it before the finale, and I did. I think I did finish it right in time. So because this was the fifth season, right? Four, yeah, this is where it ended. Yeah, fourth season. Yeah, fourth, fourth season. So yeah, I like caught up, and that show, man, like. The writing is just super good. Like, the acting is good. Like, the characters, you hate them. You hate them so, so much. But you can't help but be interested and want to know what they're going to do. You know, like, they're all a bunch of a-holes. And, like, but you just can't help but be like, oh, my gosh, what is, like, she going to do? Or, like, um, the older brother whose name I'm totally blanking on. Oh, Ken. Ken, Ken, Ken. How's Ken gonna fuck this up this time? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, and even the dad, like he's the biggest like fucking a hole of them all. And even I yes. think his character was the most I was interested in. Like his character was the one I was like, okay. Like what's gonna happen every time he his character is on on screen, but it was a good show. It was yeah, I it's it's a good show for sure.
1: Yeah, it's funny to watch a show where you don't like anybody, but still be so invested in it. It shows you how how like quality the writing is. Where there's no action, yeah. like Mm-mm. it could have easily. It's a show about, of course, like CEOs, because so you could very easily, like go into the, like, drugs, nudity, like, over-the-top, like, stuff like that, but it never really does that. There's, like, I don't think there's really any nudity, except for, like, one small little part. mm mm-hmm. But, and there's, like, a little bit of drug use here and there, of course, but it's just the quality of the writing is so good that you're really invested in these boardroom meetings. You're really invested to see, like, what like you know these billionaires you can't connect with at all do with their lives mm-hmm. and like you don't like any of them they're all terrible people who do terrible things to each other but what's funny is like as much as you hate the family you also kind of dislike the characters around the family a little more
0: oh yeah you know yeah.
1: like yeah. i i didn't like logan logan roy but i ah oh, man i couldn't stand his brother. Um at all oh really
2: oh yeah i did not like that guy oh wow i i i I didn't have any ill feeling towards his brother i thought he was like the one the ones i was like mm-hmm. the most logical but wow he is,
1: okay. he is very logical um but like uh, that's the uh, that's kind of the beauty of the show is that you kind of you kind of there's kind of a bit of an ebb and flow of how much you like these characters yeah, because you kind of start yeah. to get into it, but then they into some character and think, okay, I see where they're coming from. They're they're all right, especially I think Kendall is is uh, fits that bill where yeah you feel kind of bad for Kendall. He he falls flat on his face, but then he just acts like a total jerk yeah. at one point in the show, and then you're just like, oh, I hate this guy again.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that goes for all <laughs> of them.
1: But yeah, and that's kind of what makes the show great. So succession Mm -hmm. might be my personal favorite of this year
0: nice yeah just one last note on succession but it is pretty cool that we're bringing up this show on essentially a fandom podcast because it's not a fandom show and it is kind of cool that we enjoy the show so much where there are no superheroes there are no giant kaiju (laughs) there's no (laughs) lightsabers (laughs) Zero no, action at all. Yeah, no, no gunplay, you know, like no
2: zombies.
0: Yeah, no horror elements, like, but it mm. is like the writing and the acting is just so unbelievably good. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, great, great show. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's keep it moving. Um, maybe we can talk about shows we didn't like so much. I I definitely had a few. Um, do we want to call any? call out any shows. Oh wait, maybe before we do that, um interestingly, we haven't brought up any Marvel or Star Wars TV shows. And um, um there's a reason for that, but it doesn't mean we hated all of them, right? So I mean Perio, I know you in particular in particular enjoyed uh Ahsoka. Maybe you can talk about that yeah. a little bit. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Ahsoka was one of my favorite for sure this year, you know, like we did a whole episode on that. You should listen to it. Like that <laughs> one was fun recording yeah. too. Yeah,
0: A little combative, a little bit, <laughs> <laughs>
2: but Ahsoka was, I want to say Ahsoka was definitely on my top favorite this year. Um, yeah. Follows the, the former Jedi and training character played by Rosario Johnson. And, you know, it shouldn't even be named Ahsoka. It should just be named like Rebels Season Six or whatever. <laughs> right, right,
3: right. <laughs>
2: but yeah, Ahsoka was definitely one of my favorite this year. Cool.
0: Yeah, that yeah, before we go to like the low lights, um, th- there were a number of Star Wars shows that came out this year. The Mandalorian season three came out yeah i I, I enjoyed that Uh um star wars visions season two came out this year also i enjoyed that as well both of the shows i enjoyed but i didn't love them they're not on like my best of lists um, Mm -hmm. but i did want to call them out um yeah um so i mean we can maybe start getting into shows we didn't enjoy so much I think Ahsoka is maybe a good pivot point because I, mm-hmm. I I did not really like that show as mm-hmm. as we know yeah yeah I, I wasn't just hot on that one
1: I wouldn't say it's a least favorite I was like oh, I thought it was all right you know
0: yeah I think mm-hmm. I may have been a little bit uh, lesser on that but yeah just my one thought on Ahsoka was and I did talk about that in our episode so I don't want to go too long but um like I. I was just kind of bored with the heroes of the show. The heroes on the show were just not interesting to me at all. Um, And it made me think of uh, like the original Star Wars trilogy. And, you know, I grew up on those movies and they're very beloved. But I think a lot about like the heroes in that trilogy, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Princess Leia. And like, they're like so great great leading characters and you're just rooting for them and you want to know what happens to them and the way they play off of each other is so cool and so interesting and hilarious um and that was completely lacking with the ahsoka show like i could not care less about the protagonists on that show um so i'm gonna go rant again on that show so i'm gonna stop now but that's just my one thought on ahsoka yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like on my worst of list, but I, I did not enjoy it and um it's definitely more of a low light than a highlight for me.
2: One um, day I need to get I need to get you and Christian to for you guys to watch Rebels and then mm. come back and watch Soka. Okay. And then we- and yeah. then we'll have this conversation again. Get the full <laughs> picture. <laughs> the full picture conversation. <laughs> mm, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, okay. But what, one show I want to call out, um, and you just mentioned like five minutes ago, is Mandalorian. Like, I totally forgot that show, the mm. season three aired this year. And I'm surprised, because Mandalorian, like, I would have said, like, oh, yeah, that's like a show that I... You know, every season I've said that it's good, you know, but this season I just totally forgot it happened and not to say that it was a bad season, but just to say like kind of how unforgettable it was or how forgettable it was, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, it was. It kind of was in a way.
1: Yeah, it's too bad because I really like season one and two, like, but like it felt like there was a kind of a steep decline in, in season three, you know? It, yeah. It it felt like it did feel like a much lesser quality, and it felt like um I don't know it felt like some stuff they were building up I, over the course of seasons one and two just kind of vanished. You know, I think of course the big one is like it uh the dark saber just kind of breaks. Yeah. And is it yeah hmm. that the the like big item that he fought Moff Gideon for and like. Was learning to use, just, oh, he just kind of hands it away, and then it breaks. Um, and I think like you know, of course, it, it's kind of continuing off the book of Boba Fett, and so you know, Grogu's training just kind of like completely changes. And yeah, like it, it was, it's, it's, it was definitely like I think one of a, one of my more disappoint disappointing shows of twenty twenty three hmm unfortunately
0: interesting interesting okay continuing on with um the low lights so (laughs) we've gone this far with uh our, our tv recapping and uh we haven't even talked about marvel yet so this is telling because year after year um well i should say since since the birth of Disney plus, I've always mentioned like uh Disney plus Marvel shows uh, among my, you know, my favorites, right? Like Falcon and the winter soldier, et cetera. Um, but um, I got to say, I was hugely disappointed in the MCU TV offerings this year. Um, so let's call them out now. So we did a full episode on secret invasion. So tune in there for the, for the full recap but across the board the three of us were very disappointed in that show I will Mm -hmm. also call out that um we did a most anticipated movies and shows episode at the beginning of this year and secret invasion was my most anticipated show of 2023 and I think all three of us were very much looking forward to this show what? what happened this show was not good um again uh check out our full recap for all the details but um at least for me it was like the ending of that season was such a disaster i still can't quite believe it you know how bad that show ended um so that was disappointing for sure and um loki season two came out this year also and um we didn't do a recap episode maybe we can spend a little bit of time on loki season two right now because as disappointing as secret invasion was to me i thought loki season two was even worse than secret invasion Loki season two was a slog. It was, it was like really tough for me to get through this season. It was a short season. It's Marvel, which I love. It's Tom Hiddleston as Loki, which historically I've loved. But this show was very boring. Oh my God. It it was, it was tough to get through. Um, I'll have some more to say on it, but um, yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit about uh Loki right now mm-hmm. any thoughts
2: yeah How'd oh wow that? henry has some <laughs> strong words right there <laughs> yeah like tell me more why you love it henry <laughs> 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 no um i okay like i i will say like i i don't know i kind of preferred loki season 2 over season 1 um that's not saying much but i didn't I, I liked it. I enjoyed it more than um, Secret Invasion. Okay. Um, I I enjoyed the first part of Loki season two. I felt like there was a good like um, sense of like uh, like something was at stake, you know, like which was the 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 branches. That's what they were called, right? Mm-hmm. The like the you know, the sacred timeline, sacred timeline, right, right. yeah, yeah, and and I felt like it really had that like intensity of like infinity war of like what we're we gonna do, how are we gonna fix this, you know. And each time they like came up with a solution, like there's a whole nother conflict, you know. And I really, really love the acting that, uh, uh. That one guy who who was, like, in the Goonies and everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Do you know which actor I'm talking about? Kehi Kwan. Yeah, yeah. I think I really enjoyed him in that show. The second part of the show is where it lost me and where I can't agree with you, Henry, and be like, this was a mess. Fuck this show. (laughs) 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 But... um, I don't have as strong feelings as you do, apparently, for that show. <laughs> Christian. Oh,
1: that's funny. Um I'm a bit of I like I actually quite liked season two of Loki. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites of the year, but I I was I was pretty happy with it at the end of the day. I I liked Kehi Kwan uh as Uroboros O B. I thought it was a great little addition to the show. Um, I thought that I I enjoyed the characters. I also like the way the TVA, the like the set design was mm-hmm. of it. I like the look and feel of the show. How it kind of felt like this world outside of time, and and like the, there's a bit of a time travel aspect. Bit of a spoiler for the second half, but I like like Loki kind of gains his godlike time powers and is able to just like replay points in time. And I think there, there's definitely an argument to where I could see why you guys didn't like like that. Of course, I, I see where you guys are coming from. And of course, he's very much like too powerful, you know, in terms of, I think, superheroes. Super, he could just control time. He can do whatever he wants. But I, I actually kind of like that kind of Groundhog Day loop that he was in and how he was kind of playing the same moments over and over until he mm-hmm. kind of gets it right. And I, I, I did enjoy how it ended um like I said it wasn't my favorite but uh I think I think this could war it like a whole episode I wouldn't mind doing a, a whole episode on this one <laughs> down the line because I think we it seems like we have a lot to to say that we probably want to flush out for later
0: uh-huh. yeah definitely there's some potential there uh but um just in response real quick um yeah uh i do agree with the look of the show i thought it was cool but i felt like we got that in season one we got a lot of tva stuff in season one so when we got more of that in season two again it's like it looks cool but like let's move on like uh, we've been here so i wasn't like particularly interested in that and then like you were saying preferio um the ending just kind of went off the rails like um christian you're kind of alluding to it but there's this thing where um loki is like learning science essentially and he's able to like do it oh do trial and error over and over and over again because he has this like time control thing right uh, so even though he can he continually fails he's able to like go back in time over and over again So he just gets a little better each time and they show it to you uh, over and over and over. And like, I was like, Mm -hmm. can we just move on? Can we get to the next part, please? And uh, it was very tedious. And also there was like no narrative tension at all because you know that he can just continue uh, just like doing it over and over again. So, you know, he's going to get it eventually. So it was mm-hmm. completely boring to me. But here's the bottom line for me. And that's, like I was saying before, I love this character. Loki's so awesome in the MCU previously. And Tom Hiddleston is amazing as Loki, right? But as the Loki that I love, which is not this, like, this science guy who's, like, um, who's who's kind of glitching out all season long. Like, I don't know what, what was going on with him. Um, But like Loki is like the evil conniving God of mischief who wants to rule the world and like is fighting superheroes. Like that's the Loki I want to see. And so what did I get with this show? Two seasons of like this weird trippy surreal world, which again looked cool. And really, uh, the, the look of it is why I, uh, the main reason I like season one, um, but like, it, season two completely lost me. This is not the Loki that I love. I, this is Loki doing stuff that I have no interest in seeing, period. So that's the bottom line. And it's just becoming a Loki recap podcast. So let's move <laughs> on. Um, yeah, Okay. Uh, last call for TV. It doesn't have to be good or bad. Uh, anything we miss, you wanna shout out here TV wise?
2: I have a few shows that you guys can like totally jump in if you guys want. So okay. a few shows that I want to call out are Hot Heart Stopper. It's a Netflix show. Um, season two came out. It's based on a comics. Um, it's just about like two. Young gay boys who are in a relationship. Really cool um, TV show. Really cute. I love the characters, and it's just one of those shows that it's just really there's. It's very innocent and very mm-hmm. adorable. Um, I recommend the comic though. Uh, Jen. Five, which is a spinoff of the Amazon TV show, The Boys. Um, like the best way I could describe this show is think of it as like Xavier's School of the Gifted, you know, with all these like superheroes or kids who have like the 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 blue stuff in their system. And um they're trying to like just learn how to be superhero and get all that PR training and stuff like that. Like, like I said, Xavier's school for the gifted, but very rated R. Very hard rated R. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of nudity, a lot of gore. Yeah. And yet the last show, I guess, that comes to mind that I want to call out is um the animated the anime um demon slayer and that was season which one was it christian three. season four
1: season three the swordsmith village
2: okay so, yes yeah, season three and i enjoyed it i know you were the biggest fan of it um it was really cool, like seeing the characters again and seeing them take out like two of the upper level demons. Um, I thought it was pretty cool, but you have other thoughts, right, Christian?
1: Hmm. I mean, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was like, um, like the fights are really good. The animation's really good. Uh, and like you, you saw some cool stuff this season. But most of the season is just like it, once the fighting starts, it doesn't really stop, you know, and mm-hmm. um, like they kind of move away from two of your main characters. They kind of two two of like your main crew kind of leaves in favor of and they bring in two other ones who I, I wasn't as into. They didn't really have the build up that your, your main crew did that you Mm -hmm. kind of got invested with these few seasons and the new ones. I was like, "Eh, it's okay. And then they kind of like, Oh, we got a flashback to their tragic backstory in the middle of the fight. So, I mean, it's still, it's still more demon slayer.
2: Yeah.
1: Like it's still like, you still get some of the best animation you're ever going to see. I think the, the whip sword was like really cool.
2: Oh, the one that the, the female demon slayer had.
1: Yeah, the like pink whip sword I thought was really yeah. was really cool.
2: That was that was unique. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was definitely unique.
0: Oh hey, real quick disclaimer. I've been talking a little bit about how disappointing Marvel TV has been. There is another MCU show that is technically technically going to be a twenty twenty three release that hasn't even started yet and that's what if season two they're going to have a a run at the very end of the year um too late for us to talk about in our year interview episode um but that's my my hope is that that show will will uh have a bit of a redemption for marvel tv for 2023 (laughs) uh we can't talk about right now but uh that's my hope so just a disclaimer there yeah okay any last thoughts on tv for this year all right oh i got
1: some where you you all finished with your kind of shout outs perferio
2: I think so, and if I have any more, I'll say I'll say it after you. <laughs> well, I'll
1: I'll start by shouting out some shouting out uh some DC TV that I really like. Really, just one show. Uh, that's My Adventures with Superman. It Ooh, was like they're they're like Warner Brothers Animation trying to make an anime type show, but with the Superman character, and I I really liked it. I thought it was like it felt very classic. But also very modern at the same time with the way they handled Superman and the world of Superman as mm-hmm. well as it was, it was it's fun to see a lot of different anime references. I thought I really like the the kind of the I, w- I won't say what it is, but there's a bit of a twist with the Kryptonians that they do that I, I really liked. And I thought the way they handled it was really well as well as, you know, it's kind of done from Lois's perspective and I, I really liked it. So I do highly recommend My Adventures of Superman.
2: Ditto um, on that. That I, I agree yeah. with Christian. That was a good. That was a good TV show.
1: <laughs> um. I, another, oh yeah.
2: I was gonna say a really dark horse. I did not expect you to like it as much as I did.
1: Yeah, same. Like, I think from the from like the trailer, what I loved I was like, oh, it looks kind of corny. Whatever. You know, Western studios doing anime is eh, I don't know about that, but I thought like it was really good. I really liked the voice performances. And like kind of the twists as well as like kind of the way they kind of weaved its narrative in. So I do highly recommend that if you're a fan of the character. Um, it's, it's, it feels good to be excited about Superman again. Um, nice. Another, another one I'd like to get to, this is not uh, it's kind of a fandom show. And this also has a bit asterisk, but it's also, I think possibly my favorite of the year. It didn't, Air in 2023, it aired in 2022, but it came to streaming in 2023. Uh, and that's uh, Better Call Saul. I think this is probably one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. And uh, it's the follow up show to Breaking Bad, so you know, Breaking Bad, the, everyone knows Breaking Bad, the worldwide phenomena from roughly about 10 years ago. <laughs> and I think Better Call Saul It starts off a little slow. But it slowly kind of ramps up its tension. It it starts with very much its own story and its own characters. M- minus, you know, Saul Goodman and uh, Mike Ehrmantraut. And at first you're like, where is this going? But you kind of see the slow descent of Saul, the comedy character, turn into the comedy kind of guy from Breaking Bad. You're thinking, oh, this guy doesn't... Why does this guy get his own show? I like him, but... But you see him like really become fleshed out and I think um it really becomes some of the most intense TV I've ever seen. I think in many ways it's better than Breaking Bad. I think Vince Gilligan took what worked from Breaking Bad and really mastered his craft in better Call Saul. Mm. And so like I said, it didn't really come out in 2023, but it's so good it's hard not to mention here because like I said it came to street it came to net the final season came to Netflix. And it's just that good. So another very, very high recommend. Um, nice. And I think the last, uh, the last one, I think I really want to uh, mention something that came back. was that I ended up, I was kind of a big surprise. Something I liked a little more than I thought is they, they actually brought Futurama back this year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Futurama, love Futurama and the Simpsons. And uh, when I, they're bringing it back, I think old shows coming back for a season now is it, it's kind of a very hit or miss thing. I, I'm, In fact, it's probably more miss than hit. And I think the last few seasons of Futurama on Comedy Central, I wasn't as into. But in a way, maybe it's where I am now. It felt like uh, seeing an old friend for the first time in many years. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed watching each episode. And while it wasn't the funniest episodes, it wasn't. Uh, you know, the most standout episodes I've ever seen. In a way, it was nice to see it come back. I think it it found a bit of its own stride again. So, um, that was one I was glad to see return. So, those are kind of my three big ones as far as like stuff I really like to shout outs. Um, and yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'll go with those. Those are my those are my shout out TV
2: shows this year to check (sighs) out.
0: Great, great call outs. You know,
2: one show I'm kind of surprised Henry hasn't called out. And I know this is one of his favorite TV shows, is the return of Black Mirror.
0: Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that did return. That's this year. right. Uh-huh. Although it was just a few episodes, technically a season, I suppose, but it was what yeah. like four or five episodes.
2: Yeah, it was. Like it was five really episodes. short. It was yeah. really short. It was like one of the shortest seasons for sure. Yeah, but. It's like, what, the return after, like, what, two, three years or something like that? Something like that, yeah.
1: Each episode is like a movie, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I do uh, really like the show as a whole, um, but I feel like that show uh, has had its stronger episodes earlier in its run. I feel like more recently it hasn't been as good, and uh, this season was good but a little uneven and certainly um didn't make my best of (laughs) lists yeah i I did forget about it too um good good call out i'm glad you mentioned it because i totally forgot um last little note um this might be in the category of like too late to cover but i know christian and i are both rick and morty fans and technically, Rick and Morty just finished season seven. Now I tend to wait till it drops on Mac. So I didn't I haven't seen any of it, but I'm curious, Christian, have you seen any of uh
1: yeah. this latest season? I didn't see the latest episode that just dropped, but Rick and Morty kind of went through a lot this year. <laughs> mm. I think with everything surrounding Justin Rowland, all of his allegations, and the fact that he was completely dropped happened this year as uh the might have happened actually maybe in like the tail end of last year and then they they found new voice actors for Rick and Morty mm-hmm. and it but in a way you really don't notice I think the voice acting for Rick and Morty are actually still pretty good and there's a couple points where you might you might notice oh that's not Justin Roiland but it's really quick and you have to, and if you're into the show and you're into the episode, uh, I will say that, you know, you, you're just going along with it. Mm-hmm. And I actually see this happen. It's, i would say it's a little hit or miss. There's some episodes I wasn't as into. Mm-hmm. There's some, but I think when it does hit, it feels like you're still watching good old Rick and Morty. I still, there's still some episodes I did really like within, uh, what's the season seven. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, I also think this, this season, they bring back some characters who have it, who haven't been seen in a little while. Mm, So if you're kind of looking forward to, I won't say who, in fact, it's, it's actually quite a few, but Uh it's nice that they kind of give the, they kind of expand their stories a bit.
0: Very cool. All right. I, uh, intend to check that out but for now let's move on let's go to movies a lot of movies came out this year so let's get into it maybe we're going to start with the good stuff what were some of your favorite movies of 2023 perferio want to kick us off here
2: yeah so definitely i think this was one of my movies i was looking forward to was blue beetle you know, we did a whole podcast episode on this. I don't want to get too deep into it, but, um, you know, it's the first Hollywood's first film that has a Latino hero as its lead, not as a side character or even like a Latino actor lead, but like a natural Latino identified superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so unfortunate that that came out during the the strike that happened this year because there was just zero promotion and zero press on the film, and it just sucked. But it was a, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, like you know, I I go into more detail in the podcast episode why I enjoyed it, but there's just small details within the film yeah. that I like grew up. And I was like, oh, like I get this, and it's just super well done. Um, I enjoyed that. that was, that's definitely one of my favorites this year.
0: That's great. And, uh, fun fact from our most anticipated of 2023 episode, you did list blue beetle as your most anticipated movie so was it yeah it was it was and uh (laughs) and at the time i'm like what is he talking about like this movie's (laughs) gonna be terrible and uh you were right i was wrong what a great movie i i enjoyed it immensely also what else what else was good um yeah uh
1: also throw out another superhero movie um which I also did. Blue Beetle was also a, a very nice surprise. I'm glad. I'm glad I enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, <laughs> but mo- one movie I really, really liked um, was, uh, of course, Spider-Man Across the Spider Verse. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, the animation was probably some of the best I've ever seen in a movie. I think the way they blended animation was pretty amazing. I mm-hmm. think the I really like kind of what they did with the characters where they took them. Um, of course, I think we were kind of disappointed by the fact that it's very much a part one of two. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, being here now, as opposed to it kind of when we reviewed it, we're a little more unsure of when it's coming out now than I think back then. Because this is, you know, the writer strike happened, the actor yeah. strike happened, That's right. and it seems like production of this movie completely halted which is uh you know makes you're a little more worried about what part two is going to look like when it at, all said and done but i think what we have now is uh i thought was pretty amazing spectacular even mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um whether or not it's as good as the first uh i'm not sure but um i did think they hit it out of the ballpark again
0: Good call. And um, I just wanted to add my two cents here. I was very hard on this movie when we recapped it initially. This one, we did do a full recap episode also, so check that out. Uh, but um, yeah, upon subsequent viewing at home, um, I enjoyed it quite a bit more. I think getting past that uh, cliffhanger ending was really tough for me when i saw it for the first time with you guys Mm -hmm. at the movie theaters um but after i was able to kind of process that and get past that um i i I did really uh uh, enjoy this one more i I still do think that the first one into the spider-verse is superior um but what a great movie yeah um seeing it again uh, I, I'm definitely putting this one on my best of list. Just what gonna else?
1: Aguilera. I was just say, you know, I think with the two together, it could be the ultimate Spider-Man
0: movie. Hey, uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> So we throw out another <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> thing here. Very appropriate for for Miles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. What else? Uh, let's see. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of of Good Marvel, shit. you know, I was down on Marvel with TV, but uh, Spider Verse was great. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> man, uh, what a great movie! And uh, yeah, uh, so obviously, I re listened to our most anticipated episode uh, recently, that's why I'm bringing it up so much, but I'm gonna bring it up again, bring it up again here because. <laughs> There was a bit of a debate here where I was highly anticipating this movie, and Porfirio was not. <laughs> he was very much not looking forward to this movie. And I was like, I'm telling you, man, after you see this movie, you're gonna be crying and you're gonna be like, Henry, you're right. And guess what? I was right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I okay, never right.
0: Yeah, we did recap this one. We all loved it, and it was very emotional um and uh a great great movie one of my absolute favorites of the year
2: you know yeah like i you know henry that movie was i i gave you a lot of shit on that episode (laughs) yes you did the the movies that we were looking forward to i was like i don't care for this movie like there's just that whole james gunn controversy i felt like was going to be overshadowed by the film Mm -hmm.
0: yeah
2: um but no, oh my gosh, that film was really good. I did cry watching it. <laughs> yeah. It was a good film. Um, so you won that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, it feels good hearing that. From
2: you. <laughs> um, but, you know, I another Marvel film that I want to point out, um, I don't know if it's definitely not the best but i definitely want to say that it was good and fun is the marvels film you know i don't think it deserves the hate and box office performance that it took um again it wasn't the best but i want to i want to include it in this best list just because it was a really fun film and i think we all Generally, I feel like I had to listen to that podcast episode again. I feel like we all generally just thought it was a fun film. Yeah. Like we agreed that it wasn't the best, but it didn't deserve the hate that it's got. And for that, I think like I'm gonna just put it on this like conversation of like films to check out and best of
0: 2023. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think it's... you liked it the most of among mm-hmm. us, but. But you know, I, I recommended it, and it was, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it's an easygoing movie, you know. Yeah, very light, fun entertainment. It's breezy. Yeah. Um. I, as long as I mentioned Guardians Three, um, you may be wondering is Guardians Three Henry's favorite movie of the year? So I was debating this, and kind of a cop out, but my favorite movie of the year is is a tie. That's kind of weak, but it has... I I, I could not pick one over the other. The other movie is Godzilla minus one. And um, the three of us saw this not that long ago. And I'm still like reeling from the experience of watching that movie. It is so good. Um, Can't say enough, man. um, It's just like, it's like the ultimate Godzilla movie. It's everything you want out of a Godzilla movie. Um, mm-hmm. that's p- pretty much like the bottom line there, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, we don't want to spend too much time on this, but um, you know, maybe one thing I'll say is we enjoy Godzilla movies, and a lot of the times we say, um, let's get past the human stuff and get to the monster battles, right? And we felt like, oh, uh, the more recent Godzilla movies have done well with that Godzilla versus Kong Godzilla King of the monsters. They kind of minimize the human storylines and just get to the good stuff, right? Get to the monster battles. Um, with Godzilla minus one, you did not want to get away from the human stories because the human stories were so good. They were totally gripping. They added to, uh, the drama of the movie and, um, the stakes of the movie and just every element of, of, of this one was was like gripping I, it was just completely gripping and uh, it, it was kind of odd because i am used to like okay let's get to you know godzilla destroying tokyo let's get to godzilla fighting another big monster but this one i was like wait i i want i'm fully vested in in the human storylines with this one yeah Uh, So a huge change, and then um, and and that made like the monster action even better, right? When you Mm -hmm. when you do get the monster action, it's like whoa! It just like it adds uh, to to the greatness of the movie. It's so good.
2: Yeah, going going off what you're saying, Henry. Like you know, I would agree. Godzilla minus one was probably my favorite movie of the year. Um I'm so glad we all watched it you know like yeah. before before it became like trendy I don't right. yeah. know. um but like like basically of what you're saying like I think like you know like King of the Monsters and versus King Kong there was a lot of like human storyline that i really didn't care about but this one i think just because like the story was just so well written Mm -hmm. and it just made godzilla feel really like a threat you know you felt like that intensity the um you just felt there you know like i don't know if it was the cinematography or the music be just felt like why Godzilla is like not just a fucking awesome badass kaiju, but why he's also dangerous if you were yeah. actually <laughs> there where Godzilla is. Yeah, and um, I'm so glad I watched it, if you guys, because I feel like if I had watched it, anybody else, I don't think I would would have enjoyed it as much. It was. A really great birthday experience and definitely my film of the year.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I Ooh. think this might also be mine of the year as well. It just, it does really fire on all cylinders. It, and the fact that, like, this movie was made for 10, like, what's the budget of this movie? It's like 10 million.
0: Just 10 million, huh?
1: Yeah, it's really low, wow. you know, whereas, like, um, Hollywood movies are like 10 times that. Yeah. Yeah. At least.
0: Mm. I mean, that's like an independent movie budget. Yeah.
1: And it looks so good. Yeah. You can tell they use the, um, the budget so well. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Looking it up, it's approximately 15 million. So that's still like minuscule. Yeah. (laughs) Compared to a lot of like, you know, uh, some of the other like Hollywood movies we've talked about so far. And, mm-hmm. like, it, you could tell it just uses every sense so well, because Godzilla looks amazing, and, like, the, the destruction is really well done, and I do like the uh, post-World War II period piece aspect of the movie, too, and I think you get, to, like, the way you kind of watch Japan kind of rebuild after it loses World War II. And kind of the way they factor that into the narrative, in Mm -hmm. a way, it it, like at times this feels like a lot like a throwback to the original Godzilla movie. Yep. And as well as just some like pretty like intense set pieces, especially because you care about the characters so much that you really want them to be out of danger. You don't want them to just be fodder for Godzilla. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a really intense scene on the ocean in the middle where it's just like edge
2: of your seat. So yeah. I, Favorite movie. Yeah, the, go, going off what you're saying, Christian, I felt kind of conflicted. I was like, should I be rooting for the humans or the Godzilla? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You want
1: Godzilla to wreck stuff up. Cause that's who, you know, what you paid the ticket price for, but you're so into the humans. You don't want
0: anything bad to happen to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt the same way at the end. I was like, the ending was so cool because, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but you don't know what's going to happen. And I would add, too, you don't really know what you want to happen, right? Because, like you're saying, Perferio, it's kind of tough to root for Godzilla or root for the humans because you're kind of rooting for everyone in a way, right? It's it's uh, such, a, such an interesting experience, definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a great one. I'm glad we we all called it out. Um, Hey, so this year we saw, I think, what I feel is kind of a a shift uh, with movies. Um, We already talked about uh, Across the Spider-Verse, but um, animated movies um, are becoming a big thing now. Yeah. Um maybe the next big thing. Uh so we mentioned Spider-Verse. Um, quick shout out to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, another great animated movie. It's hilarious. Um, I'm not even like a big Ninja Turtles fan, um, but I was laughing my ass off. This movie is just pure comedy and it's just really well done. Um, Great animation style, has a unique look to it. I highly recommend. And then um, also, fun fact, Christian's most anticipated movie of 2023 was Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. So let's talk about this one a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we did a full recap on this one too, right? Um, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you were anticipating this one a lot. Christian, uh, how did it turn out for you?
1: Oh, Oh man, I I did really love this movie. As a big Mario fan, um, it's like a big redemption after the last Mario movie back from the yeah. '90s. <laughs> so much fun, uh, really fast paced. Uh, gotta love that Bowser's song. Peaches, uh, made, was made it to the Billboard Top 100. Mm-hmm. Like this movie was like a phenomenon when it came out back in like um, I think it was March.
2: So the song was also not nominated for Golden Globe next yeah. month. Yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs>
2: Amazing. <laughs> and
1: so yeah, this movie is just a ton of fun. It does feel like it. It it feels like you're playing the video game. You know, it's fun. Yeah. It's fast paced. You get a lot of great platforming sections. And of course, you get all your, you know, all the references, like every scene contains some sort of reference, it feels like to a Mart, to something Mario, you know? And so, as right. a fan, it is just a joy to experience.
0: Right on. Nice. Yeah, this is another one of those where you mentioned it as your most anticipated. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I probably won't even see this one. I probably won't care. And then I saw it and it was completely blown away. Yeah. Great movie.
2: I I think another, I feel like another movie I really want to call out that I remember distinctly calling, say that I was looking forward to, but I think both of you were kind of dismissive was Barbie.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. I definitely was dismissive.
1: Yeah. And it, and that turned out to be an even bigger hit than Super Mario
2: Brothers. Oh, yeah. I, I think, think it was the I think it was the hit of the year. Hit of the year, easily. yeah,
0: easily, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Barpenheimer
1: was like a like I don't know if we'll see a, an event like that again. At least not anytime mm-hmm. soon. Of Barbie and Oppenheimer, um, yeah, opening on the same day, and people went to go watch both.
2: Yep. I did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um but yeah like Barbie like I I was looking forward to it I think just cuz you know I was like it's Barbie why not but Yeah. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Like it was super awesome. The music was super fun. It was just a really just a really fun movie it was really great messages and the acting was great. Um, you know, it took. I feel like it took me a little bit of convincing for to get both of you guys on board. But like, do you guys want to share your guys' the thoughts really fast?
1: Yeah. Um. I'll go first. Yeah. I, I did really, really enjoy this movie. I really liked it. Definitely, also on my favorites for the year. Um, I think the set design for Barbie Land was pretty spectacular. It feels like you're you're seeing the toys come to life and like, it's so like imaginative and colorful and like, but also like very plastic, you know, the way Mm -hmm. the beach looks and it is, it is a lot of funny. There's a lot of great jabs in here. um, A lot of funny moments. And like, it's, it's funny seeing like the way people move in Barbie land, how it's like, as if you were like holding a Barbie doll, you know, the way Barbie (laughs) just kind of floats down from the top of her house when the car flips over it flips over like you know very comically and like yeah, things like that. there's a lot of like great little touches in this movie. and so yeah, this movie is just
0: a lot of fun. yeah, I agree. I saw this one very recently. I uh unfortunately did not see it in the movie theaters, uh but I did see it on Max and uh it dropped on Max just uh, about a week ago and uh, I did enjoy it um. Yeah, it was cool. You know, um, I was thinking a bit about like Blue Beetle and Barbie, two very different movies, but they do the same thing pretty well. Both movies are very funny, but they're also very progressive and they they have a very strong social commentary message to them. Right. And I feel like. Um, like that's kind of the way to go if you're trying to do that sort of thing. Um, it is kind of a hard sell with like really serious movies, like hammering down these messages down your throat. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's an easier sell if it's like a funny movie. Right. So like blue beetle and Barbie, they're very silly. They're very kind of ridiculous. Um, but it's sort of like, while you're laughing, you're sort of thinking too, and they're thought provoking. Right. Um, and uh it's cool when movies can do that. I think it's it's hard for a movie to do that and I think both of these movies do that quite well. Yeah. Uh so what else here? Um real quick. Like, oh, go ahead for you.
2: I was going to say I feel like all of us had our doubts about each other for the movies that we thought were going to be good <laughs> for 2023 <laughs> and we're just like all like you know what that was actually really good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's good to be surprised like that. Yeah. Right?
0: Totally. <laughs>
2: um, but go ahead, Henry. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Just there, So I have a bit of a theme going on of like the next big thing because, like, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom with superhero content. And let's be honest, like, it started, it's starting to come apart. There's no question. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, everyone's sort of asking what's what's next what's the next big thing and you know we've been talking about animated movies um like toy related movies like barbie um video game stuff right um we've talked about super mario brothers and The last of us um real quick mention the tetris movie this movie is on apple tv and i highly recommend this movie um, I'm a fan of the Tetris game, and uh, this is a lot of fun. And it's like, it's fun, kind of wh- kind of like the way the game Tetris is, right? Because the movie is like, it's a biopic about the, the creator of Tetris, which sounds kind of boring. Kind of like the way a game where pieces are falling down from the sky and you have to arrange them in a cer- certain way sounds boring. But the game is strangely addictive and fun and uh the movie is kind of strangely addictive and fun also in a very <laughs> weird way um but uh yeah it, it's hard to explain it this this movie is very uh unique and uh, i i do highly recommend it still uh, yeah. I Still haven't seen Tetris,
1: I need to see it. That's definitely on my watch list, but
2: it's yeah, me, me, you, It's definitely on my watch list, yeah. so <laughs>
0: check it out. Uh, quick shout out I love my action movies. Um, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One, and John Wick Four both came out this year. Both movies I highly recommend. I really had a lot of fun watching both of these movies in the theaters, I think, particularly, uh, John Wick uh phenomenal movie. I think Donnie Yen is uh is a real highlight in that one. So uh you want to see some some good action. Mm-hmm. Uh both of those movies. Yep. Recommended.
1: Second on John
0: Wick, yeah. There you go. Um yep. Uh, any other recommendations? Feel free to kind of just let them fly, but maybe we can start shifting over to uh disappointing movies? any movies mm. you didn't like so much in 2023
2: uh, for me the one that caught, comes to mind right away and I think this was the movie I was kind of looking forward to was Ant-Man Quantumania. Um, mm-hmm. like oh, that movie was just a mess like the visuals were awful the editing was even worse you know um, and I feel like Looking back at it, like, it's hard to, um, I guess, appreciate it. Now with this whole, like, Jonathan Major's drama coming about, it's just, like, I don't know. For me, it's just, like, can you even, like, appreciate, like, his acting in that film? Because he's a great actor with, like, this whole drama that he's put... Not just the MCU, but like I guess how fans feel about him, kind of in a funk, you know. Because I wouldn't say the film. Oh yeah, I will say the film itself is bad, but the his his acting was. I I saw him as like a major threat, you know, as King the Conqueror, and even as he who, he who remains in Loki, um. But now, like the recent verdict of him being guilty for domestic abuse and everything. Like it's hard to separate like the art with the artists, you know, and appreciate the one good thing about <laughs> that, that film, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I've seen a, like a faster rise and fall than Jonathan Major's because i feel like at the beginning of the year he was like like the hottest actor he was in this yeah. movie he was in creed 3 like mm, right. un- um creed 3 i liked uh but and of course like he like he was really like a big star he really shot out to be a big star yep but and uh, but it, unfortunately it all just kind of unraveled at like and we're still seeing It unraveling Mm -hmm. at this point. You know, this is just, I think we're doing this podcast just like a feels like a couple days since Marvel had dropped him. When at the beginning, you go back to the beginning of the year to this movie, he was the next big thing in Marvel. He was going to be their new Thanos. And now Mm -hmm. that, you know, unfortunately, we're not sure where they're going to go with Kang as a character now. Are they mm-hmm. going to completely drop him? Are they going to recast Jonathan Majors? What are they going to do with Avengers Secret Wars and King Dynasty, if it's even still going to be called that? You know?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We, you know? So, yeah, it is unfortunate because it, it's like you said, it is his acting and his performance really is like probably the best part of the movie. But unfortunately, that even that's just kind of been soiled Yeah, by all this drama. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, it's you can't really say that for Modoc, you know. <laughs> yeah. for, Fortunately, that was a uh, that was another big disappointment in this movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, so a few thoughts here. Um, yeah, man, it pains me to say it, but if I were to pick a worst show. For the year it would be loki season two and if i had to pick a worst movie of the year it would be ant-man and the wasp quantum mania and this is coming from the biggest marvel fan you can think of me and uh <laughs> it kills me man um we're we're in, we're in a bad place here <laughs> uh but you know I, i'm there's, there's no fanboy blinders here man i call it like i see it this movie was hot garbage. It was terrible. Um, very, very few redeeming factors. Um, yeah, it's funny, Prefer, you are totally right. The one good thing about it was Jonathan Major's performance, and now it's that's totally tainted, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's crazy. But putting that aside, like, never mind, like, all the off-screen drama controversy, Um, and you just take the movie for what it is. Um, it's, it's like barely watchable, man. Like it's not good. It's, it's just not a good movie. Uh, no recommendation whatsoever. Again, if I had to pick a worst, this would be it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think maybe that's why I, I do really think of like, uh, what's going on with the superhero genre and uh, what's next or sort of thing. Cause yeah, the, the, the stuff that I've really loved is really starting to, to come apart. So, um, you know, let's, let's stick with the, our year in view, but like uh, th- that's definitely on my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you
2: know, while we're still on the topic of like, I guess, uh, superhero fatigue, superhero fatigue and um actor drama Mm
0: -hmm. like speaking of dot 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 uh
2: uh-huh i feel like there i feel like (laughs) warner brothers did like a different kind of treatment with the flash and ezra miller yeah you know like ezra miller who's also another Person who's had like their runs in with the law and everything, mm-hmm. and DC did nothing to drop Ezra Miller. They continued okay. um, promoting the film. They limited his press. They had him at. They had them at the red carpet, and um, I mean the film was still awful, but it's just. So unique. It, it's just so unique. You can't help but point out how Marvel tr- is treating Jonathan Majors versus how Warner Brothers uh, treated Ezra Miller. I just think it's very unique, and I really kind of have to just point that out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like the two opposite approaches in a way.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it, I haven't thought about all the Ezra Miller stuff in a while, but that was really odd, right? They were premiering the movie and doing press, but Ezra was, like, totally sidelined, right? He or they weren't doing interviews, and I think he only attended, like, one premiere where you could see him, but, uh, you know, no, no interviews, right? Um, mm-hmm. This is strange. And, um, in the vein of superhero fatigue, the movie was a box office bust. They lost a lot of movie on this, a a lot of money on this movie. And, um, yeah, and more relevant to what we're talking about, the quality of the movie, uh, you know, uh, I thought was quite bad. (laughs) Definitely on my list of worst of the year, um, really bad visual effects and uh kind of a big mess we we did a full recap on this that's a pretty fun episode to, to revisit um uh by the way but uh yeah
2: um did we did anyone thought it was a good movie
1: I, I think I was a little kinder to it um okay. I, honestly I watched it again and to be honest uh, it doesn't it didn't really hold up the second time
2: I watched it <laughs> I, I think the, I w- un- yeah, I was just say really fast. Like I think the only one who I felt like had the kindest words to film is not even the person who's here, which is Rainier. You know, yes, yeah. <laughs> yep. right, go ahead, Christian.
1: <laughs> I, I remember liking it a D. De- I was like, okay, this is an okay movie. Um, I do think watching it a second time, the flaws did stick out a little more, and I think. Ezra Miller's performance I was like okay. This is a lot more grading. Mm. <laughs> Watch rewatching this. I think I you know I think you kind of want to see it because you see Michael. You want Michael Keaton to really like you know, kind of save save it for you. I really like mm. Michael Keaton's Batman, and I really mm-hmm. like Sasha Kaye's Supergirl, mm-hmm. and like kind of the way they kind of, and I I'm a bit of a sucker for some time travel stories, so. I probably wanted to like it a little more than I thought I... I think I did. I think I did, unfortunately. Sometimes that's just how it is. Um, I think that yeah. DC overall had a pretty awful year um, in terms of box office revenue. The Flash is definitely the poster boy for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But if I could pivot to what I think is the Worst movie that I've seen this year. A different mm-hmm. DC movie um, that would actually be Shazam: Fury of the Gods.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think
1: I think uh, yeah, it's kind of a movie everyone forgot about because mm-hmm. it because well, while the Flash was you know he's a much bigger character and like this movie's got Batman, they really put a lot of money behind promoting this movie. Shazam just kind of came and went. It, it kind of felt a bit like an afterthought it felt like you ever watch a movie where just you, you feel like yeah no one really cares you, you know it this movie felt like going through the motions you know if anything just reminds you of your superhero fatigue it's this movie it's Shazam yeah. Fury of the Gods which is too bad cuz i thought Shazam 1 was pretty good i i thought that was such a sleeper hit mm-hmm. uh, back in like 2017 2018 when it came out it was such a nice surprise and i thought like it was one of the big highlights of the dc like eu but this one is i think like quite the stinker you know i guess aquaman comes out in a couple of days we'll see how that goes but you know this movie is just you know nobody cared <laughs> and therefore <laughs> i didn't care
3: yeah yeah
0: uh, that that does seem to be the sentiment with DC movies this year. Uh, Warner Brothers did lose a lot of money with uh, their DC movie offerings. Yeah, I mean, we're talking uh, Shazam 2, Blue Beetle, and uh, presumably Aquaman 2 will all lose quite a bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. Uh, just well, a real, real real quick note there's i i love the revisionist history because i remember our flash recap episode and i i was alone in my thought uh my thoughts of of the flash movie being quite terrible (laughs) (laughs) uh yes rainier uh did quite enjoy it but you two were 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 quite gung ho on it as well not not uh, hugely uh recommending it but recommending it nonetheless
1: it's a pretty bonkers movie you know like i think there's a lot of stuff that happens and like there's a lot of like hey did you catch that (laughs) moments and like there's things like i said you have like some pretty good performances outside of the flash so i'll admit watching the theater i was like okay i'm into this it's not great but i'm into this but then you know i think once you kind of sit on it for a while You're just like, oh, uh, uh, yeah.
2: I I probably wouldn't watch The Flash again anytime soon, but I feel like, you know, like it wasn't the worst, it was entertaining, I guess. But again, like it just kind of goes back to like Ezra Miller and all that shit that they did how do you separate that versus like the film you know like the artist from the art who have like jonathan majors you know
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's definitely a thing these days for sure
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. But real quick, R.I.P. to the D- DC Extended Universe, you know.
1: That's right. 20- with, finally ending. Yeah, with year. the release
0: of Aquaman 2, it's officially over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we may have to do uh, a recap of, of uh, the DCEU in a future episode. Yeah. Uh, but for now, any other movies you want to call out, bad or good?
2: You know, like, I think my worst film is not even, like, a superhero film. My worst film of the year, I think it's a horror film, and you guys both know how much I love horror films. Yeah. Um, it's this movie called Skin and Mark. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I've I mean, heard like, of it. it. it was yeah, kind it's pretty of like, indie. It, it's a very indie, like, experimental film. Um, there was, like, a lot of great buzz at the beginning of the year. Um, that it was doing so well and everything I remember I went to go watch it and I think it's been the only film at least that comes to mind for me where I walked out of the theater like it, mm. I found it so stupid and slow and not entertaining I was like this is worst the buzz why do people think why do people praise this film like <laughs> I had to walk out of that theater. I don't know what people were smoking <laughs> on. Do you think that that film was good?
0: Nice call out. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of movies. You you just don't know. You never know what you're going to get yeah. really. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I got right, got some call outs. Uh, well going kind to of bring it back to movies I, I generally liked this year. Um let's see. Um one that I, oh, uh, one that has not been called out that I actually did quite quite enjoy. Um it's not quite a video game movie but it's the thing that a lot of video games are based on. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among mm. Thieves. Uh, unfortunately Ooh. this movie didn't do all that well. It kind of came out right around the same time as Super Mario Brothers and I think it fell under the radar, but I think this, uh, this movie was a lot of fun. It manages to capture that guardians of the galaxy feel, but in a fantasy D and D setting. And it's fun to see the different D like the different D&D monsters, D and D monsters, the, you have the Baldur's gate city. Uh, and I think the, it, it nails the party dynamic really well. It's almost like uh, you know. It's 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 like a campaign that you would play with your friends, and I think it the movie kind of works to mimic that feeling really well. Mm-hmm. So do want to give a quick shout out to that
0: movie. Good call. Yeah, I did enjoy that one as well.
2: I want to give a quick shout out to. Um, I don't think I talked about it. Uh, the latest studio Ghibli film, "The Boy mm. and the Heroine hmm um, yeah, I saw that when it first came out a few weeks ago, and you know it's like like all of his work is very like countryside, very nature friendly very fancy um uh fronted, and it's just so like beautifully done this the storyline I think it's a little bit out there and a little bit like confusing but which one of his films isn't you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um so it's a film i really do recommend it's very beautiful the visuals are very beautiful and um and one person who we actually saw live uh, a month ago is actually voicing it it has a really good voice cast mark hamill is in it um christian bale robert patterson uh florence um what's her name florence pew pew it's amazing voice cast and it's a good um film that
0: i do recommend good call Mm -hmm. okay any final movie shout outs we've covered a lot
2: there was a lot that happened this year. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot, a lot that happened this a year. Of,
0: a lot of movies, a lot of shows. Wow. Uh, probably more, more than next year, <laughs> because <laughs> of the strikes. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of good stuff, a lot of not so good stuff, but uh, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, it was definitely uh, an interesting yeah.
1: year for movies. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Maybe a little more quantity. Than quality, but there was definitely a lot of good stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: De- definitely. Yeah. As we've been talking about. Okay. To wrap up, let's talk some comics. So, with comics recaps, um it's always tough to be on top of all the latest stuff. So, with comics, we do this thing where it's like the best comics we've read this year. Not necessarily released this year, but, you know, that we've read this year. Uh, so maybe we can talk about that some. Yeah. Do we have some comics recommendations that we read just this past year? Uh, Perferio, you want to start us off?
2: Um. Yeah, sure. So one comic series that I'm currently reading and still going on is actually a Unique crossover between Wolverine versus Predator. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's unique. Cause you know, it's like two great hunters are going off against one another. And I feel like you would think like, Oh, Wolverine is obviously going to win because of his healing factor and everything. But, um, It takes a little bit of a turn, like a twist, because, like the the way it's written, it's being written that Predator is actually like the better hunter, so he's always like thinking like one step ahead of how Wolverine um, uh, fights, and so he gets like the upper hand in the most and many of like their hand to hand combats or even like. Far away, like, um, combat combats, and I've only read three issues, it's still going on, but each issue happens in, in like different points of Wolverine's lives. Like, it's an ongoing battle with the same predator, but their battle always ends unfinished because, like, something happens, whether it's Predator gets injured or Wolverine, like, has to go away to recover or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um But it's just really interesting game kind of like that, like, suspense of, like, what's going to happen and how they're hunting each other. But... I kind of like that it happens at different points of Wolverine's time in, in his life because it it's kind of like each issue is I guess like a sequel, like a movie sequel of like okay they're reconnecting. How is this fight going to be different than the last fight? You know, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it's it's just really unique how. Each time, each issue, every time they fight, it's always different and not um, so repetitive.
0: Excellent, cool, excellent recommendation. Um, what else we got, Christian? Any comics picks? Yeah,
1: because first, I think it's funny that predators fought both DC and Marvel characters. (laughs) I'm not sure if there's any. Is there another character that's fought both of those? Ooh. Because Predator good. fought Batman and Wolverine, so
0: over the years. It's <laughs> a good trivia question. Yeah, that is. He <laughs> might be
1: the only character to fight. Besides, I, I, you know, other DC and Marvel characters with yeah. the time they crossed over.
2: Yeah. I, I I don't know how this works, but I know like Godzilla's fought the Power Rangers. But he, he, and now he's currently fighting. Just So, yeah.
0: I know there was uh, Marvel Comics Godzilla, but I don't think it had Marvel Universe superheroes in it. Mm-hmm. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. No.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Just a matter of time.
1: <laughs> I think Star Wars was also technically published under DC, it was Dark Horse. And, oh, and really? Marvel at two different points in, you know, the Star Wars time, you know. So, I mean, they never really crossed over with the actual characters, but that's kind of the closest that I can think of. Not yet. Um, But, uh, oh, let me get into my little comic recommendation. Um, I think one that I'll go over the one that I've kind of been currently reading uh, besides catching up on Scott Pilgrim because I like, takes off so much. Um, I think one that I've kind of always wanted to get into but never really gotten just just around to uh was actually Akira. I'm finally reading that now. I've I'm three volumes in out of six. And uh oh, I think it's great. I think it's the artwork is amazing and it it's more visual than dialogue. There's not a lot of dialogue, so it actually goes by super quick. Because the artwork is so outstanding that uh, you just kind of soak yourself into the page. And I think the way he kind of creates this cyberpunk world is pretty amazing. This was also written in 1982 ish So this is like the genesis of the cyberpunk genre. I do love cyberpunk. And this is kind of the first... Uh, this is kind of the genesis of it. This and Blade Runner over in the West. I'm not sure when Blade, if Blade, when Blade Runner came to Japan. So I, I don't think that really had any influence. I think that this just takes a lot of from its own sense of influence from uh, the way that uh, Japan looked at the time and where he thought he was going. So it's cool to see two completely different. Sides of the world, pre-internet, of course, kind (laughs) of come into this genre, this this like specific sub-genre of science fiction, Mm -hmm. at pretty much the same exact time, with very similar takes, just based on how they viewed uh, technology and the world was going at the time. So it's really great to see, and of course, Akira's. Uh, you know a phenomenal movie can't recommend the movie enough and if you're a fan of the movie it's i really do recommend checking out the manga as well glad i'm finally getting into it
0: awesome pick yeah and that is so cool like that whole idea that blade runner and akira basically originated around the same time independent of each other right but they, like, impacted the world so significantly. And, like, I don't know, something was in the air at the time. Or I don't know what was going on. But it's just, it's just fascinating, the timeline of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Okay. Uh, so, comics. Yeah. So, I definitely read a lot of comics this year. Um, as usual, I did read a lot of Marvel comics. I think Spider-Man stuff. Uh, In particular, um, which I did enjoy, but my comics picks are not Marvel. Um, There are other publishers. Uh, So first up, uh, we did an animated movie episode earlier this year. And I covered the Invader Zim movie. I think I even talked about Invader Zim comics a little bit, too. Um, But I wanted to properly shout out the Invader Zim comics. Because this year, um, I kind of just dove into all things Invader Zim. Um, I watched all the TV episodes... And, I, and yes, I did read all the comics. And there are 50 issues of Invader Zim. I've read them all. And uh, this kind of ties in well with the Scott Pilgrim stuff because um, Scott Pilgrim is this thing that, like, I just love all things Scott Pilgrim, yeah? I watched the movie, absolutely loved it, had to get more, right? And then I found out, oh, it's based on an independent comic series, read that, loved it and then this anime series comes out watched that loved it and then kind of a similar thing with invader zim i really enjoyed uh the movie and then i was like oh shit, i gotta watch this show watch the show i love that as well and then i was like i need more read the comics and the comics are great too like um i think it's kind of a rarity where like all aspects of a particular fandom, like really speak to you and are really awesome. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel with invader Zim. Yeah. The comics, it's interesting, like with the show and the, the movie, um, a lot of the signature stuff is like the voice acting. The voice acting is a lot of fun. It's over the top. Um, and you know, you, you don't hear anything when you read a comic. Right. But, um, the comic is very much in the spirit of the show and the movie. Hilarious, hilarious stuff. And um, the artwork's great. It it looks uh, very much in the style of the movie and show. Um, ph- phenomenal um, art and just a whole lot of fun. It's hilarious. Um, so highly recommend any Invader Zim in comic. I think in that past episode, I, I just like shouted out the initial trade paperback, like issues one through five, but like I, I recommend the whole series. <laughs> um, so a uh, big shout out there. Um and uh what one more comics recommendation. And it seems like every year I recommend something written by Ed brubaker I'm gonna do it again here. Um he has this crime series called Reckless that I cannot Recommend highly enough. It is so awesome. Um, I really caught up on this series this year. Um uh, five graphic novels to date, uh, released between 2020 and 2022. Um, previous to this year, I had just read the first one, and then yeah, like I was saying, I caught up on the series in a big way this year. I, I read uh the remaining four graphic novels all five are awesome uh ed brubaker is the best crime comics writer ever period it's so awesome um can't say enough um and you know he's done a lot of other uh crime comics like the criminal series uh the um killer be killed series um but i do think reckless is his best crime work to date. So, check those out. And with that, we can wrap up the year. This is Farewell from Henry, Christian, and Porfirio.